Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast, your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast Season 3. My name is Julie Shively, and I'd like to introduce you to my co-host for today's show, Jake Mendelson. How are you tonight? I'm very excited about Season 3. This is great. Me too. I'm even more excited about our guest for season three. First time podcaster with us anyway, Kristen Lehman from Hewitt Learning has joined us this evening. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on our uh, brand new year of podcasting. In fact, in the brand new year of 2021. Very excited that we're, we made it this far. <laughs> given uh, okay. the calamities that have happened since. Um, so I just want to uh, do a couple updates for Innovation World before we get started, Kristen. Um, first of all, um, I encourage everyone to go out to innovationworld.org, look at our homepage. We have several really cool challenges going on right now. And let's see, one of them would be the Global Water Challenge. Our friends at inventfuture.global, which is a global collaborative organization is hosting a water challenge that takes place um, three events one um, in January one in February one in March and this is for students ages 9 through 18 and it's an awesome opportunity for students to work with other students their age around the from around the world to help solve a problem and in this case it's aligned with the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goal number six, which is clean water and sanitation. So the um, kids will get together. They will be, they will bring problems that impact their country. Jake, I'm gonna pass it to you for just a second to continue where I stopped and I'm gonna make this dog stop barking. Okay, there we go. I had trouble unmuting myself. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, this is part of the United Nations, uh, like Julie said, sustainability, sustainable development goals, and we are supporting the UN goals, and it's a wonderful program. Um, it is wrapping up in the sense that, that the registration is almost done. So if you're watching this video a little bit later in the year and you realize that you have missed this water challenge, we are gonna be running other challenges throughout the year. So please go to the Innovation World website in any case, whenever it is that you're watching this and you'll see what the next event is going to be because it's gonna be a great opportunity for students and uh, for the world because they're gonna be creating the next uh, next generation of uh, inventors and innovators. And we're very excited about that. I'm very sorry about that. We called in the, uh, the dog helpers and they're uh, <laughs> taking care of that one that was standing at the back door parking. The, the wonderful um, podcast that happened at home. So very genuine for sure. I did wanna mention also that if you click on the water challenge on the Innovation World website, it now has links off to the inventfuture.global site as well as a registration form right on the site. Um, fantastic opportunity. I think the deadline for signing up for this is the 10th of January. So, and we have 10 students total 
from the U.S. They'll be participating in this fabulous event. So looking for those 10 kids that can meet the challenge right now. Yes. Um, something else that's on the site that um, you will see more information coming by the 15th of the month is the National Innovators Challenge. That is the U.S. challenge for innovators, and those kids will be able to um, provide entries for ideas, apps, or prototypes. And um, it's kind of cool. It's the first time we've opened it up to things other than inventions. And we're really kind of stoked about that. We think that there's a lot of kids out there that are doing different things. And um, uh, we want to bring them all in to the fold, as many as we can anyway. Uh, one other update I want to tell you about the Global Innovation Field Trip, also on the Innovation World website. Take a look at that. It's an opportunity to celebrate young innovators from across the world. This will be Global Innovation Field Trip or GIFT number four. We did three previous GIFT programs in 2020. The first one we had 103 presenters, 81 present, present, uh, presentations, excuse me, from 15 different countries. And it's grown since then. And we're just super excited. It's a 24 hour event all about celebrating young innovators and the people and organizations who inspire innovation like Kristen Lehman from Hewitt Learning. So segue into that, Kristen. And if you want to talk a little bit about what you do and how um, we came to collaborate, um, that would be great. Absolutely. Um, a little bit about my background first. Uh, I am what I call a reluctant homeschool parent. Uh, I was never one that was gonna homeschool, but ended up with kids that um, wanted to or needed that and discovered along the way the uh, amazing potential for creativity and adaptability and meeting kids' needs in the homeschool process. Um, my, I started out as a college teacher. I taught college math. And over the years in my journey with my kids, I ended up teaching everything from astronomy to kindergartners all the way up to geometry to high, or excuse me, to college seniors on up to, I was a facilitator for saying, uh, supporting the emotional needs of the gifted uh, model parent groups. And so I ended up teaching all age, age ranges. And through that, I came in contact with Invent Washington. And that was actually how I met Julie, was uh, in, in a national collaboration between in, uh, invention programs. And uh, during my time at Invent Washington, I was able to pull together a lot of eclectic pieces of who I am and be able to help kids discover that creative process and that innovative process. Um, life doesn't always go as planned. And so I ended up not staying at Invent Washington, um, went back to college teaching for a while. And about a year ago, I made a transition um, at a time of transition for Hewitt Research Foundation. And Hewitt, what happened was their president and most of the board was uh, wanting to retire. And so they decided to retire, hand the ratings off to the next generation, basically. And in doing so, we moved the offices across the state of Washington. And when we did that, the server that hosted our website and all of our information crashed. And we had to basically reinvent the wheel uh, to get our systems for this organization. Hewitt Research Foundation was actually founded in 1964 and started out as, like as the name says, a research foundation um, with a focus on 
creating an innovative way for home learners to be able to adapt to learn, meeting the needs of those home learners, those independent learners. Uh, one of the things Hewitt does is what's called the PASS test, um, Personal Achievement Summary System. It's a standardized test for that's designed for homeschoolers, but even the previous, in the history of uh, Hewitt, they were innovators. They said, okay, we need a standardized test, but we know kids aren't standard. We don't all fit into a box. Everybody's different. Uh, learners are asynchronous. And so they designed a standardized test that lets a kid test at their level. Um, that someone may be able to learn at a math at a fourth grade level, a language at a seventh grade level and reading at an eighth grade level. And they'd be able to test and adapt within that. And so Hewitt has a history of looking at needs and meeting needs specifically within the independent learner uh, society, um, but meeting those needs in an innovative way. So when I came on board as the director of educational services a year ago, and we had the whole need to rebuild after our server crash, we also decided to take that time to expand and continue meeting um, the needs of homeschoolers and independent learners. Uh, we have an excellent curriculum that we do, Lightning Lit in literature, that um, charter schools across the nation use, uh, actually in Canada, all around the world, uh, independent learners use. But one of our holes was in the STEM field. And so I was looking for ways to be able to help meet the needs of um, independent learners. And I got back in touch with Julie with the Innovation World Alliance and which she was creating. And it seemed like a perfect fit for us to be able to become a member of this uh, alliance, to team with other organizations and be able to not only expand Hewitt's reach um, as far as what we do, but to be able to meet more needs with the help of the other members of the Alliance. Um, Julie, do you wanna say something about the yeah, uh, Alliance? I just wanted to, I just wanted to add that um, while it, it um, I think the Alliance does help your reach, what you bring to the table for the Alliance is huge because I know from my history in the K-12 space, and it's been about 20 years in K-12, um, from a drama program to invention convention, to national invention convention, the homeschool market is such a fragmented market. There are little pockets everywhere, little groups, a lot of independent groups. And it's really hard from an outsider looking in to figure out how to reach that group. But you know this and you know how to reach them. And so it's a huge asset to the Alliance and to any Alliance members. Now we have a connection that knows how to connect with those missing kids. And we want all of those kids to be a part of our program. So yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Said, home, home learners are not monolithic. They, you know, we have everybody from uh, people who like a structured schedule to people who are unschoolers and just go with the kids desire uh, to learn. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a vast range of people that consider themselves homeschoolers. Absolutely. So. Yep. So um, wanted to give a little bit um, kind of segue into something for just a minute to, so that, so that Kristen can segue back, but 
innovation world has this national innovator challenge that I talked about earlier. And it's really designed for any student in the United States who wants to participate. What will happen is kids will come to this competition. They will have, not come to it, I'm sorry, it's virtual. Students will enter the competition though, and they will enter with an idea or an app or a prototype that they've designed. So a problem they've solved, and it's one of those means by which they've solved this problem. And um, they will come from other competitions around the United States. They will come from um, other programs, other school level programs or state level programs. They can come from wherever they want to come to participate in this program. The difficulty becomes um, how to reach out and, and find those kids and have the kids find the program. And so the Alliance has done is it's provided a pathway into the National Innovator Challenge. So the different Alliance member organizations can invite their students once they've completed their competition or really for any way that they want to determine their students coming in, they have a path to get into the national program through those Alliance member programs. But there is not Alliance members in every corner of every state in the United States, unfortunately. So we wanna make this program available to everybody out there. And one way to do that is to create a new path or invent a new path maybe. And um, that's what um, Kristen has brought to us and said, hey, I have this way that maybe we can get all the other kids involved that don't have a path in already. And was born from that, the Independent Innovator Program. And so segue it back to you then, Kristen, if you want to talk a little bit about that program, yeah. and then we'll jump in wherever we, we need to for you. Sounds good. Uh, so during my time at Invent Washington, actually, I grew to really, like I said earlier, appreciate the educational value of the invention process, um, all the different pieces. And so I brought all of that experience to my time at Hewitt. And so when Julie mentioned this opportunity for the independent innovators, I went, this is fantastic. As, as an organization, Hewitt is trying to make educational resources accessible to everybody. Doesn't matter if they're doing public school online or public school at home, or if they're actually homeschooling, or if they're in a charter school or wherever they happen to be, our goal is to make educational resources accessible to everybody, like Julie just said. So in designing this program, we wanted to keep those educational desires first and foremost. Um, and so in coming up with the components that we're requiring for the judging for the different pieces, and I'll get into that in a second, um, we wanted to make sure each piece that we required had a purpose for it, not just, oh, we need it to be able to judge you, but some way for the kid to be able to learn, grow, um, and be a part of that educational process. So currently the Independent Innovator Challenge, registration is open, but you will need uh, a couple of pieces before you hit that submit button. Um, so let me tell real quick the flow and then I'll come back to those pieces you need to register. So once you register, you will get a confirmation that you uh, are registered and a team of independent volunteer judges will take a look at every single submission. 
Uh, registration closes, I believe, end of February. The exact dates are on the website. Um, and then it'll take about a month to for all the uh, the, ver the judges to virtually judge all the pieces, all those components. And every single student who submits something will get feedback from a judge. Um, they will get feedback on what they did well, something they can improve, that sort of thing. Um, every single student will get that. Um, then the top entries will get an invitation to a live event. That live event is gonna be April 10th. And when I say live, we're going virtual, we're going every, just like everybody else. Um, but the benefit of going virtual is that we can have people from around the nation, around the US, all come together in the same place in a way that we couldn't affordably otherwise. And so this is something, even when the pandemic ends, we will continue to do virtually uh, because of the desire to bring so many different people um, together into one place. So uh, there'll be a live Zoom event and the students will be broken out in age grades, grades um, depending on where our, who registers in which age grades. Um, the, and in those groups, they will be in a Zoom room with a judge and that judge will be, or, or a team of judges. And those judges will be able to um, take notes. We've got a rubric that they'll evaluate and the kids will be able to present their idea, app or prototype for about three minutes. And then once they're done, the other team, the other kids in that Zoom room will actually be able to ask that kid questions about their product, about their process. And that feedback, that instantaneous feedback is part of that learning journey as well. Uh, and being able to learn how to ask kids other questions, how to um, delve into that is all part of the process. And then from that, the top inventions will, or excuse me, uh, innovations, ideas, apps, or prototypes will then advance to the nationals from us. Um, so if this sounds like something that your kid is interested in, let's go back to what do I need to do? How do I register? Um, and there's a couple of pieces that you'll need to register. The first thing is a logbook or journal. And um, a lot of times when I say logbook or journal, people go, oh, do I need to go out and buy some fancy thing? And this is just a track record of your process. Um, many times kids see, and when I say kids, I mean all the way through 12th grade. Um, kids see the process, don't, don't see the process. They say, oh, someone's got an idea. They're an overnight success. They don't realize it takes the years and years of hard work to become an overnight success. And so the logbook helps, or the journal helps just document that process for them and helps it break down and say, here's my brainstorm. Here's where I did the research. Here's who I asked for tweaks. Here's who taught me how to weld so I could do this piece of the project. Um, here, you know, all the different things. And so that logbook is, in my mind, a critical piece for the student, for the learner, a, a critical part of that learning process because it teaches them so much. Um, the next thing that we'll need is a pitch video, uh, two to three minutes. And this one, what we're, the reason we wanted to include this is a lot of times kids get so excited about what they're interested in that they go on and on and on forever. And you can't, you know, and they ramble and you end up going, come on, can we talk about something else? And the pitch video 
helps them learn how to condense it down and draw someone else in who might not be interested in the same thing they are. The pitch video helps engage other people and say, here's why you should find the problem that I solved a problem and why you should pay attention to my solution. Um, and so it helps them condense that down into that short elevator pitch. So we've got a log book or journal, we've got the pitch video, and then the next thing that you'll need to be able to submit the registration is a PowerPoint. You can do Google Slides, you can do Keynote, um, but you'll need to do, save it either as a PDF or as a PowerPoint presentation. And we're requiring six, six it, to be condensed down to six slides again. And very similar to that pitch, it helps the kids uh, condense down the process side of things. So for those of you who've been to science fairs in the past and saw the big threefold, uh, trifold uh, display boards, this is the virtual version of that. It helps the kids take that whole big process that they recorded in the logbook and condense it down so they can communicate, here's what I did to brainstorm. Here's my design process. Here's the trial and error I came up with. Um, here's who I talked to to see if my idea was a good idea, that sort of thing. Um, for those who make it to the live event, they will then use that PowerPoint for their two to three minute presentation in the live Zoom event. Um, but we are requiring it as part of the initial registration as well, because we find it to be a, a valuable part of that educational process. Um, so logbook or journal, the uh, pitch video, the presentation, a PowerPoint type thing. And then we will also need an image now this is one that is just because we need it to be able to see what's going on because we're virtual. Um, so if you've got an idea, then we need some sort of diagram or blueprint, some sort of illustration of what your idea is. If it's an app, um, then a screenshot of some of your code. Um, if it's a prototype, then some pictures that show the critical pieces, kind of that overall piece idea to get, what, uh, to get an idea of what your prototype is. Um, and then there's a $30 registration fee as well. Uh, people can register in teams, either individually or in teams of up to three, but it's $30 per person, um, no matter how many people are on the team. So one person would be $30, two people would be 60. You get the idea. Um, that basically just covers our costs uh, of being able to provide this. Uh, we wanted to make this accessible to everybody. And so we wanted to keep the cost as low as possible. Um, as we were doing that. That being said, if something's an issue, talk to us. So, um, so yeah, that, those are the different pieces you'll need to register. Um, did I miss something on those pieces, Julie? <laughs> no, but I do have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. So for somebody who needs some advice or some tips on what might go in that log book or what might be included in the video or what might be included in that up to no greater than six slide presentation. Right. Um, I know that you created something that turned into a student handbook. It was a wonderful document. And where can they find this information? So um, the website Independent Innovators right now actually redirects to the in Innovation World web uh, webpage. And so all of our information right now is housed on that. Uh, you guys are so gracious to help us set up the webpage and everything this year. Um, so that Innovation World website has all of that under the Independent Innovator Challenge. There is a what is this section. 
there's a, um, how do I register? There's a, a, a 12 page, I believe, student handbook that has some tips, has some guidelines, has what our privacy policy is, has a little bit of everything in there. Um, and that is also, if they wanna register, that's where you go. So independentinnovators.org is, uh, is where you're gonna go. And it'll redirect you to that page on the Innovation World website. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, whether it be a student or a parent or an educator that might want to get involved, whether this year's program or next year's program, mm -hmm. what's the best email, Kristen, for them to reach out about this particular program? Independent innovator at hewittlearning.org. Uh, Hewitt is two T's, H-E-W-I-T-T learning.org. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then um, I did want to mention too, so that you did say that the students who, um, the top innovators advancing from your competition will go to the National Absolutely. Innovators Challenge. But there's one more step even after that. So yeah. when the kids come into the National Innovators Challenge, then they have an opportunity to show their ideas and their apps and their um, prototypes and top innovators will be selected from that program in June and they will be advanced to the global innovation challenge which takes place September 25th and which has an award ceremony on October 2nd in 2021 so fantastic opportunity for kids to take it to basically to the highest level you can go Absolutely. And we I want to add to the galactic contest yet, but we're working on it. We got to do that. Um, I want to add too that the $30 registration fee for the independent innovator challenge out of that, we will cover your national entry charge um, as well. Uh, but if you do make it to globals, that will be a different fee as well. Um, and Very I'm nice. not sure what that one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they have the same priorities as we do wanting to make it affordable and accessible to everybody. So that's why we like being part so, of this program. So Jake, what have we missed? Well, I'm, I'm actually very disappointed uh, because Kristen, what's the upper age limit? Uh, I can't participate in this, can I? 12th grade. Uh, you just missed, you just I, missed. Oh, yeah, that, that, that being said, I wanna clarify, because in the homeschool world, not everybody has a grade level associated with them. And so we're, we're saying K-12. Um, and especially in the homeschool world, we're letting the parents decide um, where they fit within those grade levels. So I don't know if you have a parent that you know, wants to claim you as a 12th grader, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be stretching it a little bit. Well, that brings up another good point too. So if you have a student that or if you have a team of students and one is in yes. uh, kindergarten and they're, they're going to participate with their siblings in fourth and fifth grade, those students will be um, judged or measured at that fifth grade level and the highest yeah. level on the team. So keep that in mind when you're pairing up kids. Um, you know, we certainly don't want to um, judge fifth graders at a kindergarten level but we will judge kindergartners at a fifth grade level if they're- If they're working on a team with fifth graders, absolutely. Um, I do wanna put a request out there as well. Um, we are, if anybody wants to partner with us and provide a sponsorship or uh, says, hey, this sounds great, I wanna be a volunteer judge or um, you know, anything, or even, hey, I know somebody else who's interested on in that. We'd love you to pass the word along 
And um, if you know of somebody who wants to sponsor a, um, a an award at the end of the ceremony, you know, anything like that, we'd love anybody who wants to do that as well. And, and that's fantastic. Kristen, this is open to all students, right? Mm -hmm. If you happen to be a student who is actually in a school, you can still participate. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are not limited to just homeschoolers. Uh, this is all independent. What we're saying it's independent learners. So if you've got, if you're in a school and your school doesn't have a program that you can go through, come with us. Absolutely. Um, if you're doing public school at home, distance learning, come with us. I mean, it's anybody who doesn't have a program to go through, no matter where they're at. Yeah. And there are about 16 Alliance members across the United States right now. So when you first come to the Independent Innovator Challenge site, there's an opportunity for you to fill out a really short form, just kind of says where you are. Um, and it, it'll come out to us. I think Kristen responds to him really quickly to let you know whether you need to go through an Alliance member organization to participate in the National Innovator Challenge. And if not, then she's gonna put you in her contest because Lutley wants to make sure every student out there has a pathway to the nationals and ultimately a pathway to the global and someday galactic competitions. Yeah, when you say respond really quickly, give me about 24 hours. It might be two hours, you know, it might That's be an hour, quick. but it's usually, usually Sometimes within it about 24. it takes us that long to figure out if, uh, if we have an Alliance member in the area because exactly. that program is growing pretty quickly. Yep. So. Well, wonderful. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. So. Everybody should be on their web pages right now or on their browser looking up innovationworld.org, going to either the homepage or the events page and clicking on the Independent Innovator Challenge. Click on the Water Challenge while you're there as well. We've got five more days. Only 10 students from the entire United States will be invited to participate. 100 students across the world. It's a very, very cool event. Uh, something you don't want to miss. And, and you get to collaborate with people from different countries that are, you know, have different lives and different things that impact them and, and maybe earn some friendships for the rest of your life out of it too. It's just a really cool opportunity and so happy that we could partner with uh, inventfuture.global on that. And Jake, thank you for that opportunity. And No, no, thank you. This is exciting. I, you have no idea. This is great. <laughs> I, I, All right. I, I think in the end, COVID is going to turn out to be a good thing because it gave, this is something we were sort of thinking about, but this really pushed us off the chair and made us really start to take the steps to make it happen. So this is good. Hard, hard things are often the catalyst for innovative ideas. Yeah. Agreed. Great. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to be able to team up with the two of you on some of these hard ideas that we've uh, brought to fruition so far and look forward to many more collaborations. And with that, we'll sign off the first podcast of season three of Innovation World. And y'all take care. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www innovationworld.org.